Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. By teach.org. KILT, KILT FM HD2, Houston, Insider Access, Exclusive Contest, Sports Radio 610, The Texans play here, an Odyssey Station. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. It is 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. All right, looking at winds, uh, nothing's really changed. All the the directions got a lot of north in it with, you know, kind of north-northeast. 14 at the jetties. Uh, looks like 9 at Eagle Point, 9 up at Morgan's Point, about 15 down at the pass. So inside uh, there by the causeway, it's 17, so... It's uh, that little front would def- definitely had a wind switch, so it uh, find you some protected water. Get out of it and see if you can catch some fish this morning. I don't know how good that's going to be for the beachfront, but hopefully they'll continue to catch speckled trout along the beachfront. I'm hearing mixed reports. You know, some some are just not catching anything, or one, or. Somebody steps into them and does pretty good, but that's that's beachfront fishing. All right, let's go down to Port O'Connor. Let's check in with Captain Lynn Smith this morning. Good morning, Lynn. How you doing, man? Good morning, man. How you doing? I couldn't be better. What's up with you, bud? <laughs> I'm in Johnson City right now, man. Johnson City. Yeah. What are you doing up there? Well, they had a 60th anniversary of the Shirley Ranch. And uh, I got on that Shirley Ranch up here, and they, they threw a big uh, big party last night and uh, to celebrate the 60th anniversary of this ranch. And uh, it was a it was a happening. I'm here to tell you, big big, big crawfish. Dig, huh? Oh, it was, it was. And uh, so anyway, we we'll pack up and head back to POC in a little bit, but uh, after breakfast. But it was really nice, really nice uh, happening. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, we had crawfish and barbecue, and it was a good deal, man. So uh, anyway, if anybody wants to wants to come up and hunt some hunt some exotics or whatever, this is the place to do it. But that's what uh, I hear. Anyway, anyway, nice place. But uh, anyway, we talked a bunch of hunting and fishing and everything up here. I can imagine but this week is this week has been a good week in POC. I tell you. I put uh, I ran a bunch of gas through my motor. I can tell you that. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I ran all up and down the base system this week, and uh, yeah, we caught some pretty trout. We did catch some nice trout this week. Well, that's and, good. Uh, I think yeah. everybody did. Everything kind of kind of went off this week. It really did. It really did. And uh, 
I had some good customers. We caught some good uh, good fish on top waters and and tails both. So uh, that that really makes you feel good. It finally happening. You know, everything's uh, everything's coming yeah. together, man, for the summer. It really is. So uh, it, it's everything's coming together good. And uh, but I'll tell you what, we had a lot of action. But we had the light winds, you know, that helped a lot. It makes and, a big uh, difference, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Man. I hate to hear the winds strong this morning, but. Uh, well, boy, it's not real, real bad, but it's just, you know, kind of a aggravating velocity, <laughs> depending on where yeah. you want to fish, you know. Well, it means everybody be running the surf this morning, though. That surf ought to lay down. Mm-hmm. It's been laid down. You know, we had those light north winds, and even with the light southeast winds or south winds, we uh, we had the flat uh, surf pretty flat, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody <clears throat> everybody was spanking them in the surf. So it was uh, it was pretty good trout and reds. Well, that's good. And, uh, it's good to oh, hear. Oh yeah, yeah, I know it. I love the surf though, man. I really do. But I tell you what, boy, everybody's been fighting the sharks in the bay. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah, I there's into, kind of been an invasion. <laughs> Everybody's man, talking I about in, them. I pulled into I pulled into Clark's the other day, and I guess it was uh, Friday. I pulled into Clark's with my customers, hmm. and uh, one of my old time guides he uh, he came running over to my boat, and he said, "Oh man," he said, "I was thinking about you." He said, uh, "I had a donut tied to my belt." And he said that was the first mistake. And uh, he said, boy, he said, a, a big shark grabbed a hold of that donut and started dragging me. And he Uh-oh. said, good grief, man. He said, and he was a big one, too. <laughs> and he said, boy, howdy. He said, that shark, that shark was big. He said, scared me to death. And he said, first thing I did was think about you. I said, oh, my God. I said, you know better than do that. He said, I know. He said, oh, man, scared me to death. I said, I said, look over there on the back of my boat, and I had that cooler. I carry that igloo. I carry a 48-quart igloo with three-inch three PVC around it. I said, that's what I drag behind me. I said, if I catch a trout, I throw him in there on ice. I don't, uh, I don't drag him on a stringer or anything. I know better. Well, and, you know, everybody went to the donuts, you know, for, for shark purposes, basically. You know, and to call out of, you know, make it a culling sack too. But I guess when a shark uh, grabs that thing trying to get the fish in it and gets his teeth and all that mesh, I mean, he can hang on for a oh. while. <laughs> oh, they, sharks come on to that. I, uh, I never forget uh, one of my guide buddies here. Uh, he, uh, well, you know, you know, Ron Elkins, he, uh, yeah. Ron, uh, years ago, I had looked online on the internet. And I saw that Target had uh, had these floats that uh, you could set an igloo in, about mm-hmm. a 48-quart igloo. And I said, man, that would be ideal, you know, to get away from these uh, donuts and everything. And it right. would be ideal to put, put fish in. So they were like $10 a piece or something. And they were basically for floating the rivers, you know, mm-hmm. floating the Guadalupe and stuff like that. So I said, well, heck, I'll get me a few of these. So I I bought, ordered a few of them. You couldn't buy them in the stores. 
so I ordered a few of them, and, and so I started passing them out to some of the guide buddies I had. And these guys didn't use them. And they said, man, nah, uh, I'll carry a stringer, you know, whatever. Right. I said, okay. Well, anyway, Elkins, it was funny, old Ron, he went down to Greens one day, and he had a donut, and he had a few trout in it. He wasn't paying attention. And that donut floated up next to him, and it was about three feet away from him, and about a six-foot bull shark came halfway out of the water with his donut in his mouth and then drug him about 30 feet. And uh, Ron got back, and he called me, and he said, uh, you still have those floats? I said, yeah. He said, I want two of them. <laughs> Man. He said, I want two of them. And I don't think he ever went back to Greens after that. Boy, oh, howdy. There's a lot of them down there, boy. Well, we had to line up one time. We pulled southwest winds for like ever. And uh, we were having to go to the Bolivar Pocket to fish every day. And it was loaded with pencils, you know, just keeper fish. You catch a good one every once in a while. But we were running our trips in there. We had a lineup going. There was about, I don't know, 10 of us with Blaine and James, all their people. And I'm on one end. And the sharks kept getting me. I mean, I'd string four or five fish, and they'd eat them all. So I moved and got in the middle of the lineup. They still got me. I went to the other end, and they got me again. So I went back to the boat and dumped everybody's uh, drinks out of the cooler and drug that cooler out there and put my fish in it so I could catch mine. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like whatever it was, they wanted my fish and me personally. <laughs> And I wasn't, I wasn't liking that too much. That was a terrible day. Nobody else lost oh. a fish but me. It's crazy. Isn't that something? That, that's something. I, it's like I had the sharks the just, day. I don't know what they were attracted to. or I don't know what it was, but it was it was pretty bizarre. Yeah, I had a customer, same deal. I mean, we had donuts. We were down there at Greens one time. We had donuts, and, uh, oh, man, they this shark just came up and, attacked my donut you know i mean just exploded on it and uh tore a big hole in it and uh i pulled it up and i tied the donut up and and uh <laughs> let it drift back out and here he came back you know and he, he'd attack it well my customer uh he had just as many trout as i did and yeah. they wouldn't even go after his and uh, i said what's the deal here he said you just stay over there <laughs> don't even come near me but they, they kept that shark kept coming back to me, but would not go over to that customer. I don't know what the deal was. It's crazy. But uh, that shark wanted my donut bad. <laughs> he tore it all to pieces. Yeah, but well, better the donut than your leg. Isn't that the truth? Hmm. Yeah, I've got I don't know how many donuts I've had torn up in my in my life, <laughs> but uh, donuts and stringers. Oh my goodness. Now they're everybody's dragging these what do they call fish hotels? Oh yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah, I, no, I haven't. Uh-uh. Now when they come waiting with you, you'll know it when you get them there. Take up all kinds of room. Huh. Well, once the sharks get used to that, they'll be attacking those too. I'm sure. Oh yeah. You know the the trick is you just got to get the scent out of the water. I mean, you know. Right. They're gonna come eat it. I'll guarantee you. Yeah, I know you saw that video on the Facebook of that big tiger shark after that guy in that kayak in Hawaii. No, I did I not you... see that one. Oh, my goodness. Wow, I didn't uh, see a, that. 
it was about a 12 or 13 foot tiger. Oh, uh, came up and bit his kayak. I mean, good grief. It, uh, that was impressive. Yeah. That's, uh, <clears throat> time to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Eating, eating the boat you're in. <laughs> Thing is he had his foot, uh, hanging over the side of that kayak. It's a wonder it didn't get his foot. Man. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, scary, scary stuff. Yeah. But, uh, man, but no, it's been a, it's been a good week. We, we caught a bunch of fish and, uh, I covered a lot of miles. I, I ran all the way down by Cedar Bayou in that area and looked around a lot of fresh water, a lot of fresh water going down those rivers and stuff. But, uh, you know, you got Cedar Bayou open cause that water was flowing that way. That's good. Going out. So that's that's a good sign, you know. Yeah, y'all open water. them up down south, and we close them up up here. Now, isn't that something? That's crazy. I was at the grand opening of uh, of the pass there when they opened that up in uh, Gilchrist there. Mm. I was there for that grand opening, and now they closed it up. Yeah. It's gone. That's crazy. That really saved that bay system right there. Nobody understood it, you know. No. Mm-mm. We're still no, trying to I've... figure that one out. Oh, man. Greed. That's what did it. Yeah. Housing developments and such as that. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, man. And just uh, no explanation pretty, for it. Pretty sad. We're just fishermen, though. Yeah, exactly. The bay is just a lot another, of fishing. another stretch of water that uh, nobody's concerned about. Oh, man, pretty sad. Yep, pretty yeah. sad. When they opened up Rollover Pass, that was that was history. That was something to be made. I, my mother and dad and I went down there for, for the grand opening, and they opened it up. And uh, I was there, and, I mean, people were six feet, you know, Six deep, standing on that shoreline, casting over. Shoulder to shoulder. (laughs) They were. And everybody was catching fish. Everybody. I remember when I was a kid, the big deal was the croaker run, man. You couldn't stir the people with a stick in there. There were so many of them. Everybody catching big old giant Atlantic croaker. Yep, that's exactly right. Then the flounder run. Oh man! Then the trout run, both, the redfish run. Both sides, Boy, I tell you. both sides of the bridge. Yep. Both sides of the bridge. It didn't matter what side you were on. Everybody no. was catching fish. Yep. Wonder how many state yep. record fish have swam through that pass over the years. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? Uh, I can't. Mm. That's my. Uh, my we had a uh, my mother and dad and I had a cabin down there at Gilchrist and. Uh, Oh, I remember one one morning, I was sleeping in. My dad went out by himself. He came back. He had a little, oh, about a a 10 or 12-foot trinet, and uh, he'd he'd make a drag, catch some bait, catch some shrimp. He he caught like 12 shrimp was all he caught. He came back. He said, I've only got 12 shrimp. He he woke me up. He said, come on, let's go. And uh, he got me. We ran out to a little old cut little old bayou coming out of the marsh and uh he cast we were trying to catch redfish and he cast up near the grass and he got this bite and 
fighting this fish and got him up next to the boat, and it was a absolute huge flounder. And oh. the shrimp that my dad had caught were big shrimp. Well, it, it, that flounder had that shrimp sideways in his mouth. He didn't have the hook in his mouth. He just had a hold of that shrimp. Holding on so he said, oh, my goodness. So he just pushed the bar on his, on his reel and let that flounder swim off with that shrimp. He said, I'll just let him eat it. But that flounder looked like it weighed seven or eight pounds, you know. Yeah. So he <laughs> let him swim mat. off with it. Oh, yeah, big old doormat. And that flounder swam back to that grass line. So he let him <laughs> sit out there a few minutes. You know, he said, oh, he's got to have it by now. So he engaged the reel and started reeling that flounder back, got him back at the boat. That flounder still had that shrimp sideways in his mouth. <laughs> He was probably already full. He was just holding that for later when he made room for it. <laughs> yep, that's right. Anyway, yeah, he never did you. catch that flounder. Never did catch oh, him. that man. flounder. Didn't eat, did not eat that shrimp. He just had a hold of him, you know. Let me knock but this break right. out, Lynn. Hang on. I'll come right back to you, buddy. Hey, right. hang with me. All right, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse. Croker's located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand at the store or call Jason Cogburn for more info at 281-701-8107. And while you're there, check out all their wild-caught guff shrimp Great selection, great prices, and worth the height of crawfish season. They've got them at Boyd's, and uh, really nice size, good prices, great availability. Call them at 409-945-4001 or go to boydsonestop.com. And when you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Go 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 520 here in the Bayou City. Okay, Lynn, we are back, my friend. Thanks for holding. You bet, ma'am. But uh, anyway, that that water in the surf earlier in the week uh, was even fresh. You know, we had a lot of that fresh water pouring out into the into the Gulf. Uh, but it didn't make any difference. I mean, those the water under that fresh water was salty. Right. But uh, you, you could throw down, you know, throw out and let your lure go down to the bottom, and those fish were under it. So, uh, I mean, it was some good fish underneath that. But um, anyway, uh, it didn't matter what you're throwing, just get it down there to them, you know. And uh, they were eating it. Uh, I talked to some people that ran way down the surf, I mean, like all the way to Darlington, and uh, mm-hmm. they just whacked them all the way down there. Awesome. Trout and reds. So, uh, if you want to make that run, you know. To me, personally, I mean, that's a long way to run this early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, you don't have to run that far, but with all this fresh water, uh, you know, people were doing it, just try to get away from the fresh water. They said the water was beautiful down there. Right. I ran out in the surf uh, earlier in the week and uh, just to look at it because it was flat. I mean, it was flat to the beach. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, it uh, it was pretty. It was beautiful. I love the surf, though. So I love it. I love yeah, getting out of it. Throwing uh, top waters. Throwing top waters in the surf. It's so pristine. Like. And, and even the fish taste better when they come out of the surf. Oh, man. You notice that? Those, those surfers oh, yeah. just, they have a different taste to them. They just taste so good. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> but there's nothing like throwing top waters in the surf, you know it? No, just like there's really steroids. not. <laughs> hey, those gosh. fish, they're amped up out there. They will whack it. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, I had a, I was throwing a top water out there. Uh, I ran down a little bit and I saw a little activity and I, I said, well, heck, I'm going to throw a top water in there and see what happens. Well, uh, I hooked a Boone and Crockett skipjack. Oh, man, that's like, <laughs> scares you to death. When you when a Boone and Crockett skipjack is on a top water, that's, uh, that's a nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> it's oh, a boy. total nightmare. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Big old yeah. horse mackerels, you know, with them big old horse eyes on them. I got some oh. big eyeballs. Jams. Oh, I'm telling you. I got one, uh, at, I was fishing out of the boat one day uh, last year, and, and uh, I got one up to the boat, and he was a big one too, big skipjack, I mean, big sucker. And just, I was hurrying him up to the boat just to get him off, and I got him within probably, oh, 10 feet from the boat, and a big old shark just nailed him, man. I yeah. mean, he nailed him, and then I had the shark on, you know. And had him on for about 30 seconds. He was just ripping line. Well, thank goodness he bit me off. But uh, that was interesting. I mean, as soon as he, I mean, he hammered that skipjack right there at the boat. And, uh, oh, man. And that was in the bay. That was definitely in the bay. I'm telling you, there's a bunch of sharks in the bay right now. It's surprising. You know, This is early in the season. This is early. Well, you know, I had them up my way over a month ago, way up in the top of the bay. Mm-hmm. You know, the bulls I don't they know. always come first. Oh, yeah. 
Well, they can stand that fresh water. Doesn't bother yeah. them. I think they're attracted <laughs> to it, basically. Huh. They might be. They might be. You might be right. But um, and they're they're pretty good sizes. They really are. Yes. And you know how they like redfish. Oh gosh, yes. They like uh, redfish. They like tarpon. They like um, snook. Yeah. They they follow them, boy. We go down yeah, to Florida. They aren't too selective. Wherever the biggest schools are, you know, that's what they're going to stick with, whatever species it is. Yeah. Easiest, most convenient meals for them. Yeah. And like you said, they go after the big ones. They don't go after the small ones, man. No, they don't mess around. They don't, they don't play. They want, they want, they want a big bite. Yeah. You may have a fish of a lifetime on your line and that's the one they want. True. They go after the big one. Never fails. You know, you well, hook you... a big fish, bring in the head. That's it. That's scary. Well, so things are things are looking up and looking a lot better for Port O'Connor then. They are. I think we're going to have good. a good summer. I think we're going to have a real good summer. I'm sure y'all are getting some new recruits into your bay too through the passes. You know, some tide runners, and you know that's oh yeah, that's helped us a bunch over this way. I mean, it was, yeah. uh, you know, we had fish. If you if you landed on them just right, it was, you know, overall pretty dismal. You know, spring, unless you really knew what you were doing, had a good pattern on them, and you knew where they were in a few areas. But now uh, it's pretty widespread with this influx of fish, and people are uh, taking advantage of it, mm-hmm. catching fish. Same way here. Lot, Same way here. A lot more pressure now. You know, you can always tell when fishing's not very good. You just don't see any boats, right. mainly just guides fishing, and uh, now all the locals are getting out, and it's uh, pressure's picking up. Oh, yeah. We had the Warriors weekend this weekend in Port O'Connor. Right. And uh, I'm sure the fish are pretty well beat up today after <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're... I don't know how many boats were on the water yesterday, but when I left Port O'Connor yesterday to head to Johnson City. Uh, there were a lot of cars at the parking lots. I know that all the way to the oh, highway. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure they're pretty well beat up. A lot of a lot of props cars on the fish, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people went to surf yesterday because it was pretty nice. But you know, driving up here, boy, that wind was whipping yesterday. Man, it was blowing. Um, I don't know. It uh, it was pretty pretty windy. What but, what uh, direction was it? North or what? It it looked like it was uh, more west than anything. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a you know a lot of lot of activity, uh, a lot of dark clouds and stuff. A lot of activity coming west. Yeah, it was on the west front line. Uh huh. And it was sucking that wind. Yeah. But when I got up here, it wasn't bad at all. I was worried about coming to this celebration because they put up a big tent for this uh, deal. They had like 250 people coming to this deal. Good Lord. And, uh, oh, it's a big, big deal they had set up. So uh, it in- increased the population of Johnson City quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> but it, uh, uh, 
How's the landscape look up there? They had good rain and all the foliage good and all that? No, they haven't had much rain up here. It's pretty oh, dry. Boy. Pretty dry. And Man, uh, I know South Texas is just, uh, it's pristine right now. They have had a ton oh, of rain this year there. Oh, I know. In you fact, know what the old boy that owns for this, next year. Yeah, the old boy that owns this ranch, he, he's been digging new ponds and stuff. And I think he got, uh, he got about a foot of foot of water in, in some of these new ponds he's dug, but rain wise he said they haven't had hardly any rain. I know I walked over uh, from the ranch house here, I walked over yesterday and to look at this pasture because usually they got some uh, black bucks uh grazing or over here and uh, mm-hmm. it was real dry. The ground was real dry. And uh I was commenting about it. I said, Man, it's it is dry. They haven't had much rain at all, <clears throat> so I was that was pretty interesting. I wanted to ask you after this break. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what you know about CWD and all that. I saw where they, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago or so. They had to take out two ranches or something here in Texas. I'm oh. not sure where they were, but uh, let me knock this break out. And we'll come back and talk some more. We'll do a little deep Alrighty. talk. All right, buddy, Alrighty. hang on. All right. Well, this 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament, that's right around the corner, folks. That'll open Memorial Day weekend. It'll run all the way through Labor Day. And you've got all summer long to uh, compete and fish for great prizes. And all this is brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. You can sign up today and take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions with 120 tagged redfish released in Texas inshore waters and other species to fish for inshore like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. Great prizes for those. And then offshore fish, fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament is brought to you by great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bog, Hallpower Polaris, Mountie Boats, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptek, and Coastline Trailers, to name a few. Go to startournament.org, call 713-626-4222, and sign up today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 535 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back and talk some more with Captain Lynn Smith. All right, Lynn, we're back, man. Thanks for holding. You bet, man. So um, you never found out where those ranches were? No, I didn't. I just had a friend send it to me and said, you watching this CWD deal? But, you know, you hear so much pros and cons about it, and I'm just not, uh, I'm not very educated on that subject. I can find out. Um, I can talk to this ranch owner here. He'll know. Um, he's he's big into the um, SCI out of San Antonio. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll know. He'll know because he he owns a ranch in Freer and here, and uh, so I'm sure he's up to date on it. I mean, TP and W, they just come to these ranches and they pretty much do. Uh, they just cut deer out of the herd and do surveys, and you know. Uh-huh. experiments on them, you know, just to see if there's any CWD. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a scary deal, you know. That is a real scary deal. I have a friend, uh, he and his wife, they own, uh, they own a ranch out in Ozona. Mm-hmm. And uh, the anthrax, you know, hit them hard. Oh, man, Ozona. I remember all killed, that. Killed everything. Killed everything on the ranch everything and it still hasn't come back he said that uh, i talked to him oh oh a couple of months well in march i was talking to him and he said that uh uh they're starting to see one or two deer here or there and that's mm-hmm. it uh it even killed you know cows uh, sheep everything you name it yes. it killed it i mean it's sad and uh uh, another buddy of mine hunts out of uh, oh, El Dorado, uh, west of El Dorado, just west of there. And it hit them uh, to the point where he went out there oh, a couple of months ago, and uh, they were going to go out there and work on deer stands. And he said they, they found uh, deer carcasses Man. where the deer, a lot of deer had died. I mean, it, it devastates them out there. I mean, they to the point where the anthrax now that comes out of the soil, the ground, right? Yeah, right. Uh huh. And it gets on their hooves or what have you. I think so. Yeah, they've got something that they can they can spread or whatever put in feed. From what I understand, don't quote me, but I from what I understand, there's something they can put in feed or or spray or whatever that'll knock it out. But I don't know. I think it's there forever. I, I don't know. 
the whole story behind it, but it's it's bad. It's real bad. And um, I don't know how they can stop it. I really don't. Yeah, I remember but hearing stories back from the old days, you know, about anthrax and hoof and mouth disease and things like that for cattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. But that anthrax, it takes no prisoners. Well, it's been five years since it really hit their place in Ozona. And he, they told, when it really hit them, he told the hunters, and they had hunters that had been hunting on that ranch for years. Uh-huh. They called the hunters and said, don't even think about it. I mean, don't even think about hunting. Stop. Yeah. Find you somewhere else. And, I mean, the deer were just dropping like flies. That's a shame. It is. It is. Well, look at look at how many, uh, you know, exotics that that freeze killed. Oh. In February yeah. two years ago, remember that there was man. Oh God. Axis deer and black bucks and stuff dead everywhere. Oh, it it hit this place too. I mean, this here in Johnson City. I mean, uh, this guy had a lot of uh, black bucks and a lot of uh, axis. And uh, it hurt him too, but uh, boy, I remember I had friends that were going out I ten, heading towards San Antonio, and they said that uh, along the high fence along I ten, you could see axis deer, dead axis deer along that high fence, all Great. along that high fence. Oh, it was. Isn't that sad? That is. Yeah, this this old boy that owns this Shirley Ranch. Uh, I saw on Facebook he posted oh, a couple of days ago a big huge axis deer. He had a name for him. He said he said he hadn't hadn't seen him in the daylight lately, but here he is. His horns are out of velvet now, boy. I mean, he was a good one. Wow, big tall axis horns. I love those axis deer. Yeah, I like I like the meat too. Oh, despite the fact they're good eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy, they're high. Yeah, I mean, are beautiful. I mean, aren't they, they, it's great to have a axis. Hide, or they're oh, tan. One, they're beautiful. I don't know if I did. I show you that rug that one of my customers has made uh-huh. out of those actress hides. Oh my goodness! I'll send you the picture. Uh, he has a a rug here in Port O'Connor, and uh, I walk in his house and he's got this rug in front of his TV, and uh, I walk around it. I don't even want to step on it. It's so pretty. Right. And uh, I th- I told him I said if anybody ever breaks into your house and steals this rug. You'll know where it is because it's going to be at my house. <laughs> I guarantee you. I mean, it's the prettiest rug I've ever seen in my life. And he he had it made with 10 axis highs, Man. 10 axis bucks. And, oh, it's beautiful. It's the prettiest thing I've ever seen. And there's a a, a place in Wimberley and uh, made it for him. And good grief, it's pretty. And um, it's, it's uh, made with 10 hives, and they have the tails in the middle of it. And it's the prettiest thing you ever saw. I'll uh, I'll text it to you. But uh, everybody yeah, like I show that, that picture to, everybody I show it to, they go, "Oh my goodness, that's the prettiest thing I've ever seen." Man, I'd like but, to have uh, furniture made with that hide, you know, for the upholstering. Oh boy, it's pretty. But uh, they are a pretty animal. They really are, and they're big. You know, people don't realize how big those things are, but they're heavy. That's a heavy animal. Yeah, they're a lot bigger than a whitetail. They are. You grab a hold of the horns of one of those and start dragging it, boy, you need some help. I yeah, you do. You. That's, that's a two-man drag job there, man. 
grab you a horn better know it. start dragging and uh, take breaks on the way. Depends on how far That's you right. drag them. It's like grabbing <laughs> a hold of an elk or something, you know. I was hunting in Colorado one time, and this buddy of mine shot a, shot a bull elk, and, and we were in deep snow, man. We were, we, well, actually, we were in New Mexico. We were out right on the Colorado border. And uh, the snow was belly deep on the horses we had taken. Oh, Lord. And I I, I rode down. He shot this elk, and I, I rode down to where he was and I got off my horse. And, I, and he said, God, I'm glad to see you, man. This is more than a one-man job. <laughs> and I said, yes, it is. And we uh, we skinned that elk out and gutted him out, skinned him out, and uh, and uh, came back. We rode to the camp and got a got bone saws and stuff came back and cut him up and we we carried that elk out and uh i guarantee you those are big animals yeah they but, are uh, but we had to pack him out on mules we packed him out yeah you gotta but, you uh, gotta quarter them up and bag them up and, and uh, put oh, them yeah. on pack animals and walk them out of there that's what we did the snow was belly deep on those horses and um we were we were riding down the side of one of these hills and um, I looked to my right, and there was a bull elk standing there. He was about a six by six, and he was looking at us. And uh, the guy, my buddy in front of me, uh, stopped, and we had our rifles and scalpers. And he, he reached over and grabbed his rifle and was pulling it out of the scalpers. It was snowing like crazy. <laughs> and uh, he started sliding his rifle out of that scalpers, and that bull just turned and took about five steps and he was back in that dark timber, you know, and gone. And I eased up there to him on my horse. And I said, uh, I said, you weren't going to shoot that, that elk off your horse, were you? He said, yeah, I figured I'd get my elk and you'd get my horse. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, <clears throat> that's probably the way it happened too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guarantee you. <laughs> Boy, those those horses weren't used to being shot off of. <laughs> but we were riding down the side of that mountain, and that snow was rubbing on the bellies of those horses. That's how deep that snow was, and they weren't used to that. We had trailered horses from Abilene to uh, to northern New Mexico, and they didn't know what to think about that snow, boy. And uh, man, they we had we had them up there about a week, and they were already growing their winter coat. I bet. Yeah. And then we trailed them back to Abilene, and they didn't know what to think. <laughs> yeah. I said, man, we already got our winter coat. What's going on here? <laughs> that was funny. Boy, they had a lot of elk up there. That was one heck of a hunt. We were hunting between Chama. Yeah. We hunted between Chama and Tres Piedras. We saw a lot of elk. I quit counting it, like 350 elk I'd seen. I've heard that. There used to be an old no, gentleman that fished a lot with me, and that's uh, he did a lot of elk hunting in New Mexico, and he said there's just the herds are just unbelievable. Well, once it starts snowing and those elk move down out of that high country, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, you got to get them, get them coming down to that low country. And uh, it's just herd after herd. I was sitting on the side of the mountain looking looking over at this other hill, and I was counting like 18 elk on the side of this hill, a couple of bulls in there with them. And I'm looking, trying to see if I, I could see a good one. And that's when that buddy of mine shot that one bull. And he was, it was one bull herding a bunch of cows, 
and uh, I'm sitting there looking, and uh, about that time I heard this roar and sound, and I looked around, and here came a, about a dozen cows running right at me up the <laughs> side of this mountain. And I had to stand up and stop them, you know, in that snow. And I, they stopped within probably 30 feet of me. And their tongues Dang. were hanging out. <laughs> and they're just breathing real heavy, you know. You're, <sighs> and, and I just looked over my scope. Panting like a dog, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I looked over my scope to see if there was a bull with them, and there wasn't. And and I just looked over my scope, and I said, boo. And, and their eyes got real big, and then they just took off, you know. But, gosh, that was a sight to see, I'll tell you. That was something. Have that many big elk standing right there by you 30 feet from you. Yeah, those cows aren't small. No, they're not. They're big. But a bull is really big. They are. They are. I've had a, I've had a moose, a cow moose that close to me, too. Boy, you talk about a big animal. Now, that's big. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I've never eaten any moose. I heard it's really good. It's good. That's not bad. Not bad. A lot of those people up north, that's, uh, you know, up in Canada and Alaska, they, uh, they get them one, they put it up. That's what they eat on all year long. Oh, yeah. One moose. Yeah, a friend of mine moved to Anchorage and uh, years ago when we were right out of high school and going into college. And I went, in, I was going into college and he just packed up and moved to Anchorage and, uh, he was a good welder and everything. And he said, I'm going to go up there and start welding. And I'm just going to enjoy life for a change, you know, see what Anchorage is like. And he went up there and lived up there for about five years and uh, came back. And I said, Hey, uh, did you, did you kill a moose while you're up there? He said, Oh yeah. Yeah. I said, you went moose hunting. He went, well, no, you just wait till one walks into your backyard and you shoot it. <laughs> You don't go with moose hunting. <laughs> That's a big animal. That's right. That's exactly right. They kind of remind me of a horse, you know, their body shape with that oh, yeah. big, old, big old head on them. Bull That's right. Wrinkles. Oh, yeah. They're, they're crazy. Big animal, boy. Yes, sir. Big suckers. Uh, well, that's... Uh, <laughs> That's something I'll probably never get is a moose. Mm -mm. No. I worked in, uh, when I worked in Norway, spent a year in Norway, I uh, I asked these Norwegians, I said, y'all have elk over here? They went, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what they called elk was a moose. Yeah. They had a lot of moose. And uh, sure enough, right down the road from the house I had, uh, there was a big old cow cow moose and she had twins and every afternoon I'd, I'd come in from work i'd drive down to this field and park and watch right at sunset this big old cow moose would come out of this draw out into this field with her twins and uh they'd graze in this field i took pictures of them out there grazing right and uh that was that was neat to watch <clears throat> they'd be out there just grazing big old cow two fawns but it was fun to watch yeah yeah anyway it was uh it was, it's like going it to another fun. planet when you go up north up there you know into canada or alaska it's just totally different oh yeah 
Absolutely. A whole different, different atmosphere. Yep. Well, them snakes are yep. still bad down at Blaine's. He sent me a picture of one that was six and a half feet long. Oh, man. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, somebody took a took a, a video the other day of about a, looked like about a six-footer swimming across the intercoastal right there at Port uh-huh. Connor, headed toward the houses, and said, well, better watch out. They're out, you know, headed toward the houses. Mm. So, uh, and then somebody uh, questioned, they said, what kind of snake is it? I said, what do you <laughs> think? <laughs> you can see the diamonds on that rattler. They usually swim across. They'll, they'll have their tail up. They, they hold those rattles out of the water. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we see them all the time. I ran over one one time with my 18 shallow sport. I remember I was coming across the bay, and I just centered him, man. I ran him right through that tunnel. <laughs> I just chopped him up. He's about a six-footer. But you gotta you got to watch them, boy. They're... They swim. People. Some people don't think they'll swim, but they do. Now, I they, guarantee you. They do in a heartbeat. And wonder how yes, many, they do. Wonder how many rattlesnakes are on Dewberry Island. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? <laughs> well, you know, there at Clark's, uh, where we uh, buy our bait and everything. Uh, the guy that uh, that sells the bait, he w- went in there one morning and going to put coffee on and. And he's putting coffee on and heard something. He looked down underneath the coffee pot, and there was a rattlesnake coiled up. Oh, underneath. Lord. Yeah. And there was a hole, a rats that chewed a hole uh, underneath there in the wall. Well, can you imagine how many rattlesnakes are underneath that restaurant, that old restaurant? Oh, yeah. That had come across that intercoastal. And uh, it was funny because this weekend I was in there. I was talking to him, and I was getting some coffee, and I said, hey, uh, did you ever patch up that hole? He said, I put a tube of 12 over that <laughs> hole. <laughs> I said, you kill that rattler? He said, no. He went right back in that hole. And, oh, uh, no. He went right back in that hole and went down underneath that restaurant. Yep. Well, they found well, one in the uh, – one day they found one uh, on the ramp there at Clark's on the boat ramp on the dock and the same day they found about a three footer in the women's bathroom. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, that'll, that'll wake you up on it. That'll get your attention real quick. Nah, that's, uh, you know, and they, and they're just, they're hunting, they're looking for, uh, for rats and mice. Mm-hmm. They smell it. Sure. They, that scent. That's why it came through that hole. Sure. The rats were exactly. using Exactly. Oh yeah, well, oh, boy, I tell boy. you what. When they're out moving like that, you got to watch them. Yep, you got to oh, watch them. They're out. Boy, that's uh, you know, I've heard of them, people going in and lifting the commode lid up and uh, look down and got one in the commode, whether it's a water moccasin or a rattlesnake, they'll get in a septic system and swim upstream. You know, into the into uh-huh. the house. Oh my God! Sewage lines—that's crazy. Oh, I'm telling you. 
No, thank you. I don't want any part of that. Glad alligators don't do that. They're too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I almost ran over an alligator this week uh, going down the intercoastal. I had one coming across, and I had to back off on the throttle to keep from hitting him. And uh, it was about a seven or eight footer. But, uh, you know, being growing up in Port Arthur, I mean, we had a lot of alligators. And, yeah. Uh, they don't scare me till they get up around 10 or 12 feet. Then they, they're a little, I get a little spooked when they get a little that big. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was going back into one of the lakes here in Port O'Connor and, and uh, one day and I had to make this hard left to get, make this turn to go back into one of these lakes. And, and I made this hard left turn. There was about an eight footer in this little, little bayou, you know, a little turn. And right. boy, I had to back back off on the throttle, and boy, my customers up front, boy, they their eyes got real big. They thought I was going <laughs> to hit him, but uh, I thought I was too. But but uh, an alligator can move pretty fast. They can they can outrun a they can outrun a horse in about forty yards. I guarantee. Yeah, a short distance, they're quick. They are. They want yeah, something. They, can, they 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 can they can get it. They can get after it. But they can get out of your way. Yeah. I guarantee you. All right, buddy. Well, hey, man, I'm glad you got to go to that big uh, shindig and uh, have a good time. And I guess you're going back to Porter Connor today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to run back. And uh, You'll be coming in be... when everybody's leaving. Yep, that's right. And uh, I'll probably get, get back lawn. on. <laughs> yeah, I'll get back on the water this week. And after everything settles down. Yeah. Heck yeah. You better know right, it. Well, I'll buddy. check around. I'll check around with the ranchers and uh, check on okay. this deal. All and, right. Uh, well, hey, if somebody wants to call you, Lynn, about coming down to POC and fishing with you, give them some. Give them a number, bud. Okay, man. They can get me at three six one nine three five six eight three three. All right, my friend. Well, hey, be safe going home and. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. You have fun, brother. All right, Mick. Sounds good, All Mick. Right. Take care, See you, Lynn. Thank you. All right, Thank buddy. You. Later. Bye-bye. All right, that's Captain Lynn Smith. It's time for our top of the hour break and national anthem and all that. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.